0: Talk cheese.
1: Recorded live. All right, so it's a special edition of Cellar Drawers tonight. Uh, we are not in the studio. In fact, we're not even together. Uh, passionate one, where the heck are you? You know, I kind of like it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm nowhere near you. There was I, no intro
2: know, music. I, I don't have a, a, a screen uh a monitor, but that's okay because I don't anyway even when I'm there. So this is just like just any other like
1: old times. <laughs> All right, so Carl's not here yet, but I thought we should just jump in and get the show started. Uh, we're doing it's a special edition. Uh, we're remote, so what can we say? And uh, I, I just got to tell a little story here. If I'm actually, this is not a little story. This is a very long story. I have a, uh, and by the way, I, I must apologize. Um, yes, I do have my ration of wine. Thank you, Tog's Big Bro. Uh, I am drinking, by the way, tonight a uh, 2005 Woodbine Estates Cabernet Sauvignon. It is amazing. Uh, just, wow, just, Is it straight cab. It's straight cab. Just, uh, just popped open the bottle and uh, thought I'd uh, do a little tasting. But while we wait for Carl to show up, and I, I can't even say for sure that he is going to show up tonight... Uh, This is going to be a short show regardless, but um, just a little aside, I have in my hand here a red, uh, like a bright red leather luggage tag, and and by the way, anyone who does not want to listen to an interesting story that has absolutely nothing to do with wine, it's going to drag on at least seven, eight minutes, just fast forward at this point in time. I, I knew I
2: should have charged my phone.
1: <laughs> and for live <laughs> listeners, apologies. But I've got a red leather luggage tag that has my name on it, even spelled right, N-E-L-S-E-N, which is just so rare. And um, I've I got to tell the whole story. This just played out tonight. It goes back to, uh, I think it was uh, early April. I took the family down to Orlando. We did the whole SeaWorld thing. I know we talked about this on the show. We did uh i had been there before and done the whole Disney uh you know Disney Epcot uh, uh but this time it was Universal Studios and we had a blast. But the the trip started out a little rough. And by the way, Tog's big bro asks, "Are you at the US Open there, Tog, or are you here back in Pennsylvania?"
2: I was there over Labor Day weekend, but I'm back.
1: And let's just take a tangent cuz we're good at those on this show. How was the U.S. Open? No, wait a minute. You're good at these on the ship. <laughs> no. I'm not the one always pulling us off topic. People say, let Tog speak, and that's where we go awry.
2: <laughs> well, all right. Just briefly interrupt your tag uh, story to Orlando. Went up to the Big Apple for the uh, tennis U.S. Open, went in on Friday, uh, the Friday before Labor Day.
1: And you know what? We're going to do an interrupt of an interrupt because I see Carl is joining us at this point. Uh, Carl, the great man. Uh, Let's see. Wait a second. He just muted again. We've got to unmute him. Carl, the great man, welcome to the show. Are you with us?
3: Yes, yes. Uh, Thanks for inviting me.
1: Oh, it is so nice to hear your voice.
3: Hey, Carl. Good to hear from you. Hi, guys. (laughs) I just just to forewarn you, I'm actually on the way home from a trip with my boys, and we're in the hills of uh, Pennsylvania right now. I'm probably not too far from your home, so I may lose a signal. But uh,
1: If it happens, don't worry. We'll we'll fill in. We'll vamp until you show up. Where were you with your boys?
3: And we went down to Myrtle Beach.
1: Oh, man, that's oh, such great. a nice place.
3: Oh, it was wonderful. Surf temperature was in the 80s. The uh, boys had a great time. sun was out every day, just a fabulous, fabulous time.
1: Well, we're so honored that you could join us tonight. It's uh, it's wonderful, as always, to hear your voice. It brings me back to the last time we saw each other when I was last there picking up grapes and, and sampling some of the uh, homemade vino that you had around the place. Uh, it was phenomenal.
3: Great. Well, we'll look forward to having you back with us again this year. Maybe we'll have a little cheese and some prosciutto to go along with it. How's that?
1: That sounds. Oh, we'll, we'll plan it. That. that sounds wonderful. That sounds brilliant. Well, what can you okay. tell us about the, uh, the grape harvest this year? What are you, what are you hearing from your uh, contacts in California?
3: Well, uh, the biggest issue is that we're looking at a harvest that's going to be two to three weeks on average earlier than normal.
1: There was a lot oh. of heat this year.
3: A lot of heat and that contributes to a lot of just a lot of other issues here and i'll go in a second and that goes from central valley up through north coast everything is everything is quite a bit early um i'd say anticipated tonnage uh is off be be off by about as much of a third of the estimates and that's due to two things number one a very very hot dry growing season and number two um, which is in our favor, most of, the, most of the growers are starting to realize they need to bring a better product to market. So they're actually trimming back in the spring and uh, looking for quality in many cases uh, versus quantity. And that's what's surprising because it's even, it's even trickling down to Central Valley, which, you know, was unheard of for them to have that uh, thought before. So, uh, But all that's contributing to a little bit lighter crop. And, obviously, it's going to tighten up the supply a bit more so than last year. But I think we're still in great, you know, in the driver's seat as far as really good product. Um, A couple things to remember. Central Valley had some rain last week, which is sort of unusual. And I don't think it hit up the north coast. But um, it just could be a sign of the times. could be an unusual harvest season. Uh, Second of all, right now they're experiencing 100-degree days plus. So wow. all that all that contributes to uh, there's a lot of farmers are watering the day before harvest. It's just it's a really crazy year. So and it just it's just a little bit hard to predict where we're going to be. If we get a major, you know, again, if, if the rains are indicative of what's coming, we could have some more problems with rot in the fields, etc.
2: Well, uh, after an exceptionally hot season like this, it, was that the main
3: problem this year? Just uh, too too dry and too hot. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a main problem. I think that that, to a certain extent, should contribute to a really decent crop. Yeah. Um, But um, I think it's right now, the rains are, now is when they could cause the damage. Uh, Because, again, the the bunches are pretty big and tight, and the moisture gets in there and doesn't evaporate, and then you get your mold starting in the vineyards. And for the most part, they're they're hesitant to spray at this point any longer because it's too close to harvest, so... You
2: know,
3: it it it's it's going to be a few issues. Maybe it's just uh, you know a big thing that it in the Central Valley. But oh, there we are.
2: What I think Carl? we lost
1: them there. Um, we're going to have to wait for uh, Carl to either come back on the line or call back in. We'll yeah. See how that so goes. I,
2: the, the reason I ask, I'm wondering, with a growing season like that, that's been pretty hot, which actually can contribute to some really great concentration of fruit and, uh, uh, and flavor in, in the grapes. I, I wonder what's the best thing that can happen in September here, you know, leading up to harvest.
1: Is that well, I, a little
2: bit of water? Well, obviously you don't want lots of rain, I guess, because it causes a, a rot problem.
1: Exactly. I, I like your thought. He he was mentioning, and I, we'll get him back here and uh, find out what he has to say about this, but uh, when the tonnage is off, well, the, the old adage is sort of the more stress the grapes are under, the better quality wine they produce. And so I'm hopeful that the, um, the hot weather with the uh, you know, sort of reduced yield means there's more intense flavor in those grapes, more sugar, which will lead to more alcohol, which you know, as long as the grapes are strong enough to stand up to it is going to be superb. Um, it, sounds, it sounds promising except for the late water, which is a little worrisome.
0: Yeah. Which
1: All right, minus- well, while we're waiting for Carl to come back, why don't we rewind to our last tangent here, passionate one. You were at the U.S. Open. How the heck was it?
2: The U.S. Open was fabulous.
1: And did we say this was tennis for those who might be thinking we're it, talking golf? This
2: was the tennis U.S. Open. And, and by the way, it was also at, we were also went up to the uh, golf uh, at U.S. Open at Oakmont this uh, past June, and we talked about that on previous shows.
1: You live a tough life.
2: It's, it's tough. It's, it's rough, hard.
1: Very hard.
2: But uh, two things about it. One, uh, record crowds up there, which is interesting, because it doesn't seem like there's a resurgence of tennis interest in the country, but I guess there is to some level. And secondly, I saw the single greatest sporting event of my life, in that this one match that we went we we got in the grounds. We got we got scalped for tickets. Which, by the way, New York City is really clamped down. In fact, they're arresting. They have they actually had undercover policemen posing to sell tickets and arresting people like me buying a ticket to go in and watch the tennis, even at face value.
1: Wait, you're not allowed as a purchaser to buy a ticket.
2: You could be arrested for purchasing a ticket uh, by scalping. That's right.
1: What a primitive society that
2: is. Is that incredible? Shocking. Uh, so anyway, we did that, and the greatest sporting uh, event I've ever seen was this one match. We got there a little before 11 o'clock, sat down in the uh, Louis Armstrong Theater uh, uh, um, Stadium and watched a tennis match between Novak Djokovic and I don't know his first name, but the other guy's name was Stepanak. And they played a match that lasted almost five hours. It set records for number of games and all this stuff, but it was just the most intense. The crowd was packed. They weren't letting any more people in. It was just unbelievable, great experience, lots of fun. And then then we went to a great Italian restaurant up in uh, Jersey, up off of the Hudson, northern Jersey, uh, at a great little Italian restaurant where you can take your own wine, people were sitting outside on the sidewalks. It was a beautiful night. Uh, the the waiter and waiters and maitre d' and the owner were there and they wear uh, ties, suits, and it was just and it was take your own wine and we took a wine. If I could say this on the air, big ass Syrah.
1: <laughs> was that A Z Z? Big no, ass. It was A S S. Wait, wait, this and, is a an a all audience show.
2: <laughs> well, you can go to the wine you can go to your local wine shop and buy this. They they make a big ass merlot and a big ass cabernet.
1: I'm not sure you can buy it if you're under twenty one, but okay, keep on going. And How the, was the big uh, ass wine? The
2: big ass Syrah was actually quite good. Um and uh so we, we had a great time. And, you know, I love taking your own wine and not only because it keeps your, your your dinner bill probably in about half. Um, but, you know, you're, you're more likely to try and take – we took, um, you know, four different wines. We, you know, actually, we took five bottles. We didn't drink them all, but um, – That's you know, you your story try now.
1: And yeah, I, you, I, I'm going to have to cut you off at that point because I know Carl is traversing the PA Turnpike where the reception is in and out. So, Carl, welcome back the show. I don't
3: remember where I left. (laughs) Well, you're you're
1: talking about we're getting, um, uh, the harvest is coming in early, Uh, the wine is getting wet, or the grapes are getting wet late, which is some concern about uh, mold and mildew. Um, But what do you think about the quality with the lower yield? Is that going to give us better quality grapes?
3: Oh, for sure. That's, uh, again, it's uh, contributed, the weather contributed to it naturally, and the farmers uh, did their part by thinning out early on in the season. So, yeah, definitely looking at uh, better and better quality.
2: So th- is that something the farmers, if they're having a drier, hotter year, they uh, naturally are going to thin out the, the yield a little bit, even back, what, in like June or July? Or how how, how do they... Well, no, the,
3: thin- the thinning's done prior to that, and obviously it's hard to predict what the weather's going to be, but they're, they're looking at it's harder to sell their products. So the best way they can ensure better sugars, even in Central Valley, better sugars, better color, uh, better better development is to thin out what they have. Instead of going for 15 tons an acre, 10 tons, 12 tons, they're down to 4, 5, 6, 7.
1: Oh, that is that, sounds, right? that wow. sounds wonderful. Now, Carl, you're you're based out of Cleveland. Anyone who is within, let's call it, uh, 4 or 5 hours driving distance might want to consider buying grapes from you. How do people get in touch with you?
3: Uh, 216-451-8697 is the phone number. Uh, we do have a, uh, if you want to write me, I can I can do an email. It's a uh, uh, Collinwood, C-O-L-L-I-N-W-O-O-D, grape, G-R-A-P-E, at AOL.com.
1: And I will say, and, for anyone who uh, calls during the busy season or emails during the busy season, you may find the mailbox full. Just be persistent. You will get through and you'll get phenomenal grapes. So when do you think you're going to be seeing the, the first uh, grapes coming in? We must be getting close.
3: Yeah, we're going to start. Um, the grapes, they're shipping a lot already up to the northern reaches of Canada uh, from Central Valley, and they're starting to pick a, pick a lot out of um, the north coast. Russian River Sauvignon Blancs are all picked already, I'd say. Wow. So they'll start into the red. So it's, so it's running a good three weeks early. For a, a, One of my farmers told me it was three weeks earlier on his Sauvignon Blancs. Uh, last year to this year. Um uh, did I did you hear me when I was talking about our uh the areas of
1: concentration for us? No, please uh, okay. go into that a little bit.
3: Um basically I'm looking at a pretty good supply. Uh, I said I want to concentrate this year on what I what I could focus in on would be uh, Alexander Valley Rock pile and chalk hill AVAs out of um a Sonoma. Um uh, basically I can get into some premium and ultra premium products for some reasonable pricing, um, obviously to get in a nap, I'm gonna. There's no way I'm gonna touch anything that's in a premium category. It's all estate sold. It's all state wines. So uh, we could get some phenomenal, phenomenal product this year. It looks like, even though it's a little bit tighter supply. Um, I was mentioning um, uh, when I actually didn't realize I was offline. Uh, Pinot Noirs is, is very tough to get i uh, probably going to try and stay away from it for the most part because as far as what's quality, the quality going to be available. It's not going to be the best. Uh, but Merlot should be really, really good supply. Cabs seem like it's tightening up most recently, um, but still adequate supply. Last year I got some cabs out of, uh, we're going to try for hillside, and I think I have a line on some mountainside, about 8 or 10 tons on a mountainside cab out of Sonoma Mountain. Really, really excited about that
1: um and what what might we be talking for price is this going to go into the like dollar fifty to two dollar per pound range
3: oh well i think if we want to get into sometimes you, you know i may me if i buy make a buy on something really really ultra premium it could be a buck and a half um and that's still a steal because most of the uh, ultra premium in california on the vine Probably went for three thousand a ton to a winery that bought it. That lived, uh, you know, where the winery was down the street, and they put them in a gondola, and they were there in, in a half an hour.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, we well, so oftentimes we're we're able to make these last minute buys, and you're getting you're really
1: getting a steal at the dollar dollar twenty a pound. Well, that's what important. I like about dealing with you, Carl. Obviously, the winery has to lock up, get a guaranteed commitment to a certain volume, whereas you can play the market and pick up, uh, you know, what is essentially the um, unallocated quantities. I have,
3: a real good, I have a real good guy out there that will source the grapes for me and go check out the vineyards, make sure we're getting really good supply. And some of the vineyards I'm going to be buying from this year I've actually been buying from for a number of years, so I know their quality. Uh, so, we're, again, we're very, very fortunate that the supply and demand has allowed us to, to, be, to be in the driver's seat.
1: By the way, let us put in a good word for Lindy Vineyards. Uh, you've given us Lindy Cabernet for the last two years, and it has been – phenomenal i think the cab that we made in 06 may be the mess, the best wine that we've ever made
3: well i just talked to sylvia lindy the other day she's excited about the harvest excellent quality and we're excited about dealing with her again her her merlot and her cab are uh, she's in alexander valley i couldn't ask for a better grape i think uh when, you know just again you're um just you're uh raving about the quality uh helps out gives me a little uh uh, food for thought as for next year. That, that's one of the vineyards I want to continue with on long-term. Well, we'll
2: definitely bring up some uh, some of the 05 and probably even the – we're going to be bottling here in the next week or two uh, of the 06 because we just tasted that out of the barrel. It was phenomenal. But uh, we were talking uh, last week, Carl, when we were setting up the, the show for tonight about the 06 raw, which, of course, is still in our barrel. We'll, we'll be bottling soon, which I think, Dave, I just think is uh, – Absolutely fabulous. Right now, out of the barrel right now... Do you remember which Syrah 10 months. that was? That, was that
3: Dry Creek? Somewhere in Dry Creek. It God, was. Okay, I do know I exactly got some, where that was. I, it's a, this is the third year I've been buying from a Dry Creek supplier, uh, Susan Lentz, uh, on Dry Creek Road. And for some reason, that Syrah is the most aromatic and his most wonderful nose... That I've ever had, and um, you know, I've been asked, "What do you do special with your Syrah?" Anyway, we have their Syrah line. We should be in great shape for some wonderful Syrah. this year from them.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we'll go for more of that. We we love that. Uh, the O oh, five yeah. is um, this intense. It's almost like cappuccino. It has so much coffee and cream in it. Uh, the O six, uh, as uh, uh, Tog said, the, the the passionate one. It's uh, it's amazing with its black cherry and spices, and just ah, it's uh, for as young as it is, it's probably uh, again among the best wines we've ever ever had. Oh,
3: that's wonderful to hear. One thing yeah. I just want to mention: uh, we're going to be doing some um, so still there should be some good buys out of the foothills, uh, southern Mendocino County, like Talmadge Bench. I got some really good suppliers. Should be some reasonably priced product coming out of there and maybe even Red Hills out of Southern Lake County that's just across the border from Napa. Uh, hopefully have some decent buys out of there this year. Uh, the one thing I just want to mention before, just in case I uh, get cut off here, what sets us a bit apart from some other grape sellers, um, not only for Central Valley, but when we, get, when we get into the better quality areas, I've done this all my whole life. So I pretty much, when I source grapes, I know my areas, I know my suppliers, and I know a lot of the farmers. And um, what I'm able to get oftentimes is going to be an ultra-premium or premium grape versus if someone's sourcing grapes from uh, Sonoma, uh, many times they're just taking some of the lowland grapes. And I think, uh, again, what's going to set us apart is I'm going to get, as I mentioned before, you're definitely going to get the best uh, uh, value for your dollar with, with our grapes.
1: Now I do have a question here from one of our listeners who's uh, typing in. He wants to know how long it takes the grapes from your suppliers, and and uh, you know, do you um, refrigerate the grapes as they come across? And as I recall, you've told me that it takes roughly what 48 hours. You've got guys most, who are putting these in, in an 18-wheeler on uh, dry ice and um, hauling them well, across country.
3: Most most often, we have um, when we're dealing with the premium varietals. Uh, There's very we we have very little time um uh, in between the actual uh picking. We oftentimes pick first of all we arrange picking at four or five in the morning and you're looking at forty degree temperatures. Uh so oftentimes the grapes are refrigerated already. And then typically from that time on the truck is ready to be loaded and forty eight hours are in our place in Cleveland.
1: Wow. Uh, that's
2: that's and we, great. And we can certainly attest to the quality oh, yeah. fact. Uh Carl, I mentioned last week when we spoke that um, uh, I wanted to make sure that your your uh, farmers and your folks you're dealing with out there know that uh, the Woodbine Estates, that's Dave and and me, uh, took a silver and gold. I was telling you at the uh, the international uh, home winemaking competition,
1: uh, the world's through, largest winemaking well, competition, yeah, winemaking a gold and a silver. Wow, that yeah, the, is the, the, truly the O5, that's really amazing. The O
2: five, the O five Cab. Blend took a silver, and we actually did a, a, a just a table blend of the Syrah, Zinfandel, and Cab uh, that we got from N 5 uh, We're gonna have so, to
3: talk because if I if we can figure out which vineyard they were from, might have to let the, the vineyard owners know. They're you know these these vineyard owners they're very they take a lot of pride in their vineyards. Again, it's a huge difference in Central Valley suppliers. And you know when they find somebody that they want their grapes to go to better wineries, they want their grapes to go to better home winemakers. Because they, they they take a lot of pride in the in the actual viticulture. They want to I'll know. How bet. I'll bet. And, they, and you know, they, they, nothing can make them happier than to hear that you know somebody has has won an international competition with with their grapes. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk have, about we'll that to, after. We'll, yeah, I'd definitely like to get some uh, get a word out to the to the uh, growers on that.
1: Now I do have a question. Uh, thinking about prepping for uh, this year's uh, fermentation, are we likely to be dealing with um, sort of higher than normal sugars, uh, above maybe twenty four point five bricks or or twenty four point five percent?
3: Well, um, hopefully not. I think that you know definitely it's going to be a problem with Central Valley uh, grapes, but when we deal with the premium areas, I think as long as I am able to get the trucks rolling early enough on. Uh, We shouldn't have a problem with with sugars uh, in the North Coast. Obviously, if you wait later on in the season, yeah, it definitely will be. But throughout the normal part of the season, I I would hope that the bulk of the grapes are going to come in 24 to 26.
1: Well, it's uh, September 4th as we speak, and uh, the passionate one and I have... uh... All of uh, what until September nineteenth left to, uh, before we head off to Italy for ten days of biking. So, oh geez I, I, I don't know. This is going to be tight. This is going to be yeah, a little we, bit uh, scary this year. Whether we can uh, get our hands on stuff early enough, or whether we're going to have to pick it up on the other side of a ten-day window.
3: I think we'll just have to play that by ear. We
1: we will, uh, Carl. We will. So
3: I think I think we can. I think we might be able to get you something before you go. And it's it's really going to be tough to say that for sure, though. But um, I think no matter what it's still we'll we'll do fine on that there a lot of the uh sonoma um end of the month is gonna be fine, so by the time we get into Cleveland a couple of days after that well that'll give you an extra few days to play with
1: all right well, you're always great at keeping us up to date on uh literally hey they're they're in the field they're picking it's gonna go out at eight a m this morning uh you know, we, we love the fact that you uh, tell us sort of play-by-play play what's happening with the grapes, and we're really looking forward to uh, another spectacular year.
2: Yeah, David, it sounds like we should have planned on flying back into Cleveland and just renting a truck and bringing our grapes back with well, us. Well, there's a good Italy. thought. <laughs> 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 well, right. you, uh, uh, Carl, we're going up to the uh, Piedmont region, up into the northwest of uh Italy, and uh, we're going to be doing some biking and touring around uh, oh, wineries up
3: that that area. How exciting that's going to be! No, we're looking
1: forward to it. We we so enjoyed biking through Sonoma a couple of years ago, and and we're just thinking it's going to be great to fly into Nice and then uh, over to Italy for uh, a week of just uh, you know biking from winery to winery, piazza to piazza, and uh, well, of course we'll we'll report back to uh, everyone listening on uh, on the great. Uh, 2007 bike trip, and I really hope this 10-day window out of the country doesn't uh, mess up our 07 uh, winemaking plans.
3: (laughs) Should be a lot of fun between all the wonderful food and all the wonderful wine you're going to be drinking. Just watch you don't get pulled over on your bike for a DUI. That could happen.
1: (laughs) That could happen. (laughs)
3: Well, Carl, we'll enjoy yourself, and I look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Yeah, take care Uh, of your boys, and uh, welcome back from uh, Myrtle Beach. We're we're uh, really happy you could provide us the update, and uh, we look forward to hearing more in the coming days. Great. We'll definitely
3: bring bring in some of that award-winning wine up with
2: us. Yeah,
1: we'll bring some uh, wine and do a little bit of uh, horse trading when we're there uh, in your shop.
3: i to look forward to that. Again, thanks for inviting me, and look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah,
1: one more time for folks who want to contact you to procure their own grapes for the world's most fabulous homemade wine. How do they get in touch with you?
3: Uh, That's the best number: two one six four five one eight six nine seven. And uh, you can also uh, we can also do an email at uh, c o l l i n w o o d g r a p e. At AOL.com.
1: That's Colin Grape at uh, AOL.com.
3: That's it. All
1: right. Well, Carl, okay, thanks guys. a lot for uh, chiming in. Drive safely across the uh, rest of Pennsylvania and Ohio.
3: And thanks for inviting me. You have a great night.
1: All right. okay, Carl. We'll
3: be, we'll be seeing you in a few weeks. Okay, great. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Well, passionate one. What a wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, somebody I'm really pleased to know.
2: Oh, it's it's uh, we we're so fortunate that uh, you know starting into this home winemaking process that we we were fortunate to sort of go right to the right to the top in, in terms of great source of of grapes uh you know just by chance how we got into all of this and uh it's really fortunate because we didn't have to muddle around for a few years with you know lesser quality stuff that we might be getting locally here and not that not that um you know it's always fun making homemade wine and I love homemade wine from from anyone but uh carl's sources uh for these grapes in california for everyone listening it's truly fantastic, and we well, we, we can't recommend them high enough he was into if you if you have access to Cleveland to pick him up you
1: know right He was into um, uh making wine for uh, actually as a uh, producing wine I should say for years as a winery, and so he he knows so many uh folks and uh, Jerry, uh, let me dig out the actual uh, email address here, and i'll post it on talk to you Live in a second. Um, uh, by the way, Tog, how how was it that we found Carl in the first place? Uh, you were the initial connection.
2: Yeah. Well, the uh, the folks that uh, a patient of mine that was into home winemaking and was raving about how good their wine was, uh, and uh, I finally embarrassed him into giving me a bottle years ago, five six years ago, and tasted it and said, "This was, I mean, this was really really high quality wine." and uh, he, this was Carl was their source uh, locally here in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, and um, uh, they got me in touch with him. They gave me his name and number, and uh, that's how we got started with our O uh, three Zinfandel.
1: Wow, well, we were really most fortunate. I um, must say, I had wanted to make wine for a long, long time, and uh, it was only once you told me you had a friend who'd taken the um, the gold medal on a, at a competition that I started to believe, hey, maybe we can actually do this at an incredible incredible high quality.
2: Yeah, and uh, and as we always say uh, on the Cellar Dwellers, you can't make great wine from bad grapes.
1: No, you can't. And um, let me uh, welcome Alpha King to the show. We're sort of on a tangent to a tangent here, but uh, Alpha King, how the heck you doing? How is South Carolina treating you?
0: No, it was only about 97 degrees today. Oh, a, a cool spell. <laughs> you know, it was, it was cool. Uh, honestly, guys, it was cool on Saturday, and it was high of eighty-eight degrees. Oh, that it's must so have been heaven. Unusual to say that. <laughs> wow. <so>
2: <laughs> well, you know, we we've talked about this before, Alpha King. But how are you going to approach? Uh, I don't know if you have s- s- sellers down there in in the Carolinas. Usually not. Um, you know, you're controlling your temperature when you go to uh, fermentation and storage of your wine.
1: Well, in fact, have you spun up winemaking again and your yeast uh, slants and so on uh, in South Carolina? You know, I did did subculture my
0: yeast last week um, in anticipation of returning to brewing, and there is a wine store here that gets Peter Brim grapes, which is wonderful, though you guys are much, like, much luckier since there's an, a warehouse in Philadelphia or something now that you can get grapes from. You know, so you Oh, wow. You don't have to work so hard to get grapes, his grapes. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be a winter project, and it's, you know, I think it's doable. I don't know how I'm going to do my sparkling wine. That's going to be an interesting process to do. 'cause I don't I won't be able to get it as cold as we've right.
1: had in the past. Yeah, I, I think some that. serious uh, dry ice. Well
0: no, that's that's but you gotta get the whole wine cold, you know. Ah. You know, in, in terms of retaining as much CO two as you can. Which reminds me I, I I read a book this past week on champagne which is wonderful. Talking about the little bubbles. <laughs> some yeah. physicists who, who went through the an analysis and he works for, for a big champagne house now because he analyzes what makes good bubbles. And it's the dirt. I mean, it's these little particles of cellulose you leave in a glass. And he has these wonderful photomicrographs of bubbles forming.
1: And I'm sorry, bubbles. is this the dirt in the, in the wine, in the bottle, no, no. or the dirt? No. It's the dirt no. in the champagne glass. In the glass, in the flute. You have
0: to have a dirty glass. And actually, I, I was at a restaurant in Chicago celebrating something, got a bottle of, of Jordan champagne, and um, my wife's glass, there were no bubbles in it. So I said, you know, the waiter, I said, you've got to get me a dirty glass. <laughs> I said, well, there are no bubbles. There are no bubbles. You got, this glass is too clean he looked at me and he said, what are you talking about? I said, you've got to have some dirt in there. (laughs) So if you want to read a good book, it's called Uncorked. I got it at the library here, and it's just a a funny scientific
1: lark about bubbles in champagne.
2: Wow, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, it takes a lot of guts to walk into a restaurant and say, serve me your finest champagne (laughs) in a dirty glass. But that's just true. You have to have some lint
0: in there. You've got to have some lint. And they have these, these wonderful pictures showing these bubble trains. You know how many bubbles are made in a minute in champagnes, in a, in a flute?
1: No, I've, I've clue us in.
0: Two million bubbles a minute.
1: Really? And no, you That's hard to believe, two million.
0: And this guy's take on, you know how fine champagne, the best champagne, has tiny bubbles? We've you heard, heard that. that. Yeah, You've no,
2: that's that. true. I, I've had John uh, Perrier, uh, and it was the smallest, tiniest bubbles I've ever had in a carbonated beverage a, 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 of anything. It was incredible.
0: And you guys will you will appreciate this because you deal with your or you have in the past dealt with these fifty gallon oak barrels. The reason the finest champagnes have tiny bubbles is because they can age, and in the aging process, they leak some of the CO two. Out of the bottle,
1: so that they have less CO2, so that it makes smaller bubbles. Ah, so the screw cap champagne is not going to be as fine. No. 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 Oh, passionate one! I think this one's playing against your uh, your 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 new love.
2: You know what? I'm not buying this whole thing.
1: You you still want the <laughs> Dom Perignon with the screw cap, huh?
2: I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got screwed buying a bottle of Dom Perignon. I bet you did, paying <laughs> too much for it. But um, so you, so you, wait a minute. Now, uh, now, I, now, because there's less carbonation, the bubbles are smaller.
0: Correct, because they don't, they don't build up. I mean, it's a nucleation process, is what they call it in in chemistry or physics, uh, physical chemistry. So you start a bubble, in it, and then it pulls in more CO2. But if there isn't as much dissolved CO2, you can't pull it in to make a bigger bubble. Does that make sense? It's like an enzyme reaction. Well, it does. It, it starts does. a it, ball rolling, it gets going. If you have the material. And in, a, in an aged bottle of champagne, there isn't as much CO2, so the bubbles are smaller. And it's good champagne because it's good grapes and it can age longer. So it, it's... It sort of makes sense.
2: Yeah. So it doesn't have anything to do with the the wine and the uh, the nucleation process in the quality of the wine being smaller smaller particles for them to for the bubble to form around or uh, nothing like that. It's just
0: strange. it's all it's all it's only it's, it's only it's sort of true. I mean, it, it's the quality of the wine. So if you have great grapes, you can age it longer than you can with interior grapes. So these great champagnes, they can be put down for a long periods of time and they're not going to go off. Like a good Chardonnay. Yeah. You know, a good Chardonnay, you can, you can bottle it. It's a good Montrachet is going to go for a long time. But, you know, a regular Chardonnay, no, thank you. You know, after three years, you know,
1: you've got to drink it, right?
2: Yeah, right, right.
1: So it's a, it was an interesting book to read. Uh, it, sounds, oh. um, it sounds phenomenal. Okay, passionate one. We interrupted your story about the uh, the U.S. Open, the greatest match ever played. Take us uh, back to it.
2: Well, I, 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 it was just the greatest sporting event I've been to because it was the greatest tennis match I've ever seen, and just all of the, the crowd, the way the, the crowd and the audience was into it, and these two guys played their hearts out. And when they were done, they just hugged each other and almost fell over together. Uh, just mutual respect for each other. They knew it was a special event a sp- or a special occasion, a special match. And it was just all of the good things about sports because, you know, recently we've had a lot of pretty bad stories in the
1: sporting world. Oh, we have. <laughs> does, does <yeah>. Vic, does <laughs> crooked referees about? and dogfighting uh, quarterbacks. and? Yeah, so um,
2: uh, it was just really wonderful to see. And they both just got this. A roaring standing ovation. So it was uh, uh um really a great thing to to have witnessed and been part of. So
1: it was cool. Oh, that's that's pretty amazing. Well frankly, I'm gonna have to um defer my story here. This is the most oh, amazing Ron,
2: seven minute story on a luggage tag. <laughs> I'm disappointed.
1: No, this is an amazing story you're going to have to come back to learn about the red leather luggage tag and where it came from and the whole Orlando thing. It's amazing, but it's going to be next show.
2: Oh, all right. Hey, by the way, tonight I am drinking, I have to get this in quick. Yeah. I am drinking some of our 05 Syrah without malolactic fermentation, which, by the way, I'm not, maybe it was Alpha King or one of our listeners over the past year uh, mentioned that, You know, you get to a point where you can't prevent it from happening. I'd be, I'd, it would take a a a lot of convincing for me to believe that this did not actually go through some sort of malolactic fermentation. But compared to our our uh, Syrah that we purposely uh, perform malolactic fermentation on, Dave, this does not have. That excessively stronger coffee flavor, which is mellowing, by the way, in the 05, If you've if you've opened it. No, it O5, is mellowing, but 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 this it, is totally this is really different.
1: But it uh, the one you're drinking still went through MLF, did it not? It
2: it did. Uh, that's what that's what I'm saying. We 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 labeled it as non MLF, but only because we didn't purposely perform it.
1: Right, but, but as I we've think talked it still It's
2: pretty impossible to stop once you've started
1: it in your... Right, we've got in that stuff pay, yeah. in your barrels. In all and, our barrels, know. and that's just what, what it's going to be.
2: Right, but it is um, it is absolutely fabulous.
1: Now, I'm trying to keep up with the uh, chat here, by the way, just to uh, uh, maybe change the topic. David says he's drinking a uh, two ninety nine. Dry Riesling from Idaho, and I'm not sure if I quite got the correlation right here, but uh, winemaker 06 says Minnesota had it for $8.99, which means you know Pennsylvania would have it for maybe $12.99. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope I got those all right because there's a there's another one here that was uh, well something from Albertsons for $7 a bottle. Hard to well, know.
2: Wait, wait. What did David pay for it in California?
1: 299 for his dry riesling from Idaho.
2: Oh, Dave's killing it. That's oh man. Gracious.
1: I think uh pretty much we could pay for the uh you know 1.5 million dollar home or two bedroom <laughs> apartment in California just for you know savings in, in wine and alone. Wine. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's incredible! <laughs> that's great, though.
2: He's drinking a, a white because uh, we we don't really we've not really uh, dealt with white outside of you know some dessert wines, which aren't really works are white, I guess. But um, uh, that's that's cool. That's Tim is, I love white wine. I, yes. I am passionate about white wine. Too, yeah, so. I
1: know uh, you'll like what Tim's drinking. It's the potato Riesling.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! What a great uh, set of listeners we have. Well, you know what? It, it was a special show tonight. There was no intro music. There was no outro music. There was no email. There was, you know, uh, not much continuity to the show. But I must say, it's always a delight to have Carl come on and talk to us about the reality of what's happening out there in the vineyards.
2: Yeah, and and, and that's why we had the show tonight, because we know, uh, uh, especially with an, an earlier uh, vintage, an earlier harvest this year... Uh, with the weather condi- dry conditions out there this summer. Uh, he's probably going to get, once he gets busy with this, folks, he gets busy. So, again, if you call or leave an email, he may not get right back to you, but uh, he be in touch. Yeah, yeah be exactly. Because this is well worth it. So, oh, and uh, follow up
1: again if you haven't heard the next day, because, you know, you connect with him, you're, you're going to get your hands on some good stuff. Award-winning stuff. Silver and gold. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, no wine news, no wine jobs, no email. I, we would have actually done a couple of email. David, thank you for sending us the email with the update on the California harvest. Um, unfortunately, I screwed up. I cannot access my work computer here from home, so I can't get to your email in the URL. But next time uh, we're going to get to it, uh, we'll, we'll jump into all the details. It'll be September, I think, 18th when we're uh back with our next live show.
2: 18, so that's two that's 2 weeks from tonight.
1: It is and 2 days before we head off to Italy. Yes. Wow. And
2: what what are we all going to drink there that night? Did we discuss that last show?
1: Well, I think we did, but I've totally for- <laughs> forgot. I, be- <laughs> I
2: believe it was a uh, a Hess Cabernet, if I'm not mistaken.
1: All right, we'll make we'll, sure we'll make sure, back and, and we'll make sure on the show. website we yeah, listen to the last show because we don't remember it, but maybe you will. Uh, we'll post it on the um, description of the next episode coming up, uh, what we're going to drink, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Hey, with a little luck, maybe we'll have our hands on some grapes by then. What do you say? Ooh,
2: ooh, we might even be going right from the show to uh, crushing that night. Who knows?
1: It could happen. I think we're going to need to uh, bottle maybe, uh, what do you think, Sunday passionate one?
2: Uh, I'm around. I can do it this weekend.
1: All right. I think that's uh, we're going to have to put that down. Uh, put it uh, on your calendar in uh, pencil for now for uh, for Sunday. I'll do that. All right. Well, hey, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining in. Um, we uh, Maybe if we uh, Dr. Matt can get uh, a cell phone connection from Italy, we'll uh, call in for a show, just a little update on... Uh, the Italian bike tour, but otherwise, be assured we will fill you in on the uh, all of the details when we get back. Um, any closing thoughts, that uh, passionate one?
2: No, just the uh, this is a great time of the year for a lot of reasons, and
1: especially if you're the into wine making, because uh, things are coming to a head, and we love it. Oh, it, it's phenomenal. All right, so uh, uh, Tog, uh, Tog's big brother says, uh, "Give me a call at the house." I'll Everyone do else. That, big uh, bro. Thanks for uh, chiming in Alpha King, thanks for dialing in. Uh Tim, thanks for uh joining us and uh, everyone else uh, Druid65, Winemaker06, uh, Jerry, David, Sydney and uh, uh Colin, a whole host of others. Um uh, it's been a uh, I can't believe we went on for 44 minutes and we didn't even talk about the red luggage tag. But next <laughs> show baby, you're going to want to you're going to want to tune in for an amazing story. I mean, it will I, I tell you this and I'm not overpromising, it will reaffirm your your faith in humanity. It really will. So,
0: wow.
2: On That's that a big note, build up to a to a silly sounding story. Absolutely. Okay.
1: That's it for Seller Dwellers tonight. Thanks everybody. We'll catch you next time. In two weeks. Take care. Good night.